What's up, what's up, what's up? Man, we're starting this thing instead of this podcast. All right, what up, everybody? Hey, so today I have somebody with me. Uh, as you can tell, uh, Marcus is not here. He's actually uh, in the field right now shooting, so he's doing what he does. But we have something else we want to like, bring to your attention. So with me today, I have Jay. And uh, both Marcus and I both know him, uh, military style, so like that. And also what we really want our topic, he's uh, going over a lot of things, of, but especially is the idea that if, if you're an entrepreneur, that's the only way you can make money, right? So if, if you are a W-2 employee, Jay's here <laughs> to tell you, you can never make money. Wealth is not an option, right? You yeah. must stick to doing your nine to five and you're hopeless, right? Like that, <laughs> but actually, you know, that's really not the truth. What we really want to do cover today is, hey man, if you're a W-2 employee, mm -hmm. uh, you can still make wealth. The idea of the highest idea that if you're an entrepreneur, if you're out here slaving, you know, doing those things, that that's the only way you can be wealthy. Um, we really want to talk about actually Jay's story right now yeah. of, Hey, that's the complete opposite. Hey, so, so, what up, y'all? So, like you said, Jay, I go by Jay. Name's Jeremy, Jeremy Wilson. And, um, yeah, man, uh, me, I am currently living in San Antonio, military, uh, active duty, been military for about 19 years. Um, uh, wife, kid, uh, stepkid, kid, mine as well. So two, two in the house. And, um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm ready for the discussion, whatever we want to talk about, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty much open book. Bet, man, like I said, one of the things that like, I think is going around a lot of times is we're always sitting there saying like, Hey, you got to be this entrepreneur, right? You know, you have entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, you have Patrick Bet David, like these ideas, and he's been changing his tune a little bit about that, but they get this idea that you got to yeah. be an entrepreneur, right? That's a big thing now. Um, I think in today's society, it's almost be like, Hey man, I got a company, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that tag. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's the hot thing right now, but you know, if you're an entrepreneur, man, you're working like 60, 70, 80 hours and you might be making 20, yeah. 30 grand. You're not yeah. making the so, life, right? So they, um, oh, but, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I, 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 I love it on that point. And then I will add on to your point and say that, um, we also look at other people, what they're being successful at and then saying, okay, well, that's what I have to do, um, to be successful because it's somebody that's close to me and they're successful in doing it. Uh, so entrepreneur uh, or business has been, um, uh, interesting to say the least. And especially in today's culture, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to think of like, um, uh, what people are good at. They don't look necessarily look at what they're good at and be like, Oh, I can make money doing this. They look at what other people are doing as close to them. And then it's a fallacy of like, Oh, well, I know you, I know what you can do. So I can be successful in that too. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think both lanes can be played simultaneously in my, my honest opinion i think you could be a w2 and be successful um i think that uh, uh you i think everybody can agree multiple streams of income is the most beneficial because uh, whether or not you're in business because uh, right now me being in business i use a lot of my w2 income to supplement uh when i need uh for whatever's going on in business so there there's good months there's bad months uh but i keep the w2 uh, money rolling so that way it sustains the business uh for for those not so good months so with you being a w2 employee right so we're just gonna and the reason why i keep saying w2 is because a lot of times it's a misconception you know i mean like hey your regular job um what are you doing on the sides though that's something different that maybe you didn't um, think about so before you're first doing i'll start what i do so I, i'm in uh logistics or trucking uh, uh specifically over the road um, and even more specifically, uh, we run a reefer. Uh, so we do dry loads and reefer, uh, so van loads or whatever. Um, what do I do differently? Um, I think the only thing I can say that I do differently as it relates to business, uh, was 
I I had went and this could be a crazy part of it. I had went and um, it was time to get a new truck. And I went to, you know, I just felt like it was a time coming up on 20 years in the military. And I'm like, oh, I want I want to buy a truck. You know, everybody wants a new truck for they uh, quote unquote retire after doing 20 years in the military. And um, and I submitted a loan online, instantly got approved for 80,000 uh, to go buy this, you know, semi, not a semi, but a regular truck, uh, 1500. No, I think it was 2,500 Ram at the time. And, um, instantly got approved, went to the dealership. They luckily didn't have the truck. They didn't have it. It was just listed on the website. And then, um, then I said, okay, well, uh, this truck ain't gonna make me no money though. Like it's gonna sit in my driveway. Uh, the car payment day, I had already listed the car payment, what the car payment was going to be. And I was like, and I was sitting back thinking like, well, instead of when I'm transitioning, instead of buying something else that I have to pay off, why don't I try something um, that's a little different? Why don't I try to? Why don't I try something? If I get approved for eighty thousand just for a regular truck, why don't I try to get a semi truck and have it make money for me? Because I don't really need a truck. It's just something that we do. I guess I say we do. I was thinking about doing in the military, not to label anybody else. Um, of like, hey, I want to be a present for doing 20 years of service. So um, fast forward, I did get the semi truck. Um, uh, business loans is a lot different than uh, than personal. Um, so so that was just intriguing going through. Um, uh, got the truck, got a trailer uh, and then been rolling ever since and, and haven't looked back. Um, and I say this, I'm sorry for rambling on this point, but I say that the craziest part about when you start business, too, is how fast your mind switches to, um, well, how can I make more money? Like, and then you just start looking for different lanes and stuff within whatever you're doing to be, okay, well, how can I generate more income to grow this business even faster? You know, so um, using that same stuff, using my credit score, using my, you know, my history of employment and all that stuff. And instead of, uh, which, which a term that's getting used a lot is instead of buying liabilities, try to buy assets and then see where it goes. So, And so now that you're in the logistic business now for your, for your actual other portion. So that means that your job oh, in no, the military actually, is logistics, uh, right? Civil engineer by trade. So I do construction. Um, so we dabble in logistics. Uh, and when I say dabble, I feel pretty proficient because I feel like some, some lanes translate each other. Uh, but I don't have a supply like logistics background. Mm -hmm. I have a construction background, specifically vertical construction. Um, and then now we do like project management. Um, the thing that kind of led me to uh, trucking, uh, that's what everybody refers to it, led me to trucking was um, the fact that I had family involved with trucking. So, um, and if there was a point that I would like to make is, is sometimes like the people closest to you will tell you like, Hey, this is the land you should be in without even telling you. And I, and I, I looked around my family and people that's close to me and so many people were in the trucking world, um, but they weren't on the business side. They were, they were on the driver side or the mechanic side or uh, whatever, but not necessarily on the business side of it. So, but that's where I felt very comfortable at was on the business side. So having that support system with family and being able to bounce stuff off of them, even as it went to like buying a truck or buying a trailer and what should I look at and, um, uh, the driver ended up being my brother, you know, everything. But, um, as far as my background now, nah, I didn't, I didn't grow up in trucking. Um, again, 19 years in construction, construction turned into project management. So now nah, not necessarily that it, it just felt right. Um, the wife's in contracting, uh, uh, 
and contracting and like everybody around like had something to do that could have contributed to trucking being a, a, a profitable thing for me. So that's why I went with it. So it wasn't necessarily something that I had a background with. Yeah. I think that's interesting. And the reason why I bring that up is, uh, you know, both Marcus, you and myself all have a C background for within, you know, civil engineers for the air force. Um, the reason why I bring that up is, you know, a lot of people think like, Oh, Hey, I'm doing this. You know, I am a data entry for what I could never have another business because it had to be data entry. And what I like to highlight is the ability that for you, it's like, that's not true. You actually went a whole different route, but, and also what I really like what you said was, you know, we mm -hmm. get used to people telling us, Hey, stay in your lane. And that's like a negative, right? We look down upon that, but that idea of sitting there saying like, Hey man, I actually have a lot of people around me that can help me get into yeah. another lane specifically. But you know I mean? It's like, cause yeah. there's, there's such, a, such a learning curve. Oh yeah. Right. Like you were saying like the trailer doing this stuff, and but if you look can around look around you and, 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 and I have and all everybody, it's the same yeah. thing. I have the same story as everybody else. Everybody told me not to do it. It's not the right time. Uh, similar to like, which I was talking about with investing, um, is, is, you know, you're talking about business in general. It's never the right time. It's never the, the hottest market. It's never, you know, hold off a couple more months, hold off. Well, you know, historically, whatever, man. Uh, but I, I just, I really felt like I had a support system around me that was like, um, I had the business side. So numbers and stuff, I love numbers. Um, but it was all the small stuff that went in, in, in there, even maintenance on the truck, like, uh, learning how many miles can a truck go without an oil change or whatever. And then how much is the oil change going into it? You know, I had people connected to me that I could just ask that easy question and be like, Oh yeah, this is what it is. Cause that was that day to day. But now it's definitely like, look around, look around your circle, look around your people and, and, um, and then just go for it. Just shoot. So now that you're, now you've done this, but before you do that, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, this is your first business you have, really, you know, you can look online, but you know, that moment you're found that LLC, the moment you're doing those things, like you said, it does change you. Um, going to that portion of that stuff, what made you start when you were talking about what, what are some things that you learned from actually, yeah. uh, like the business loans or that can business I, can process? I take a step what are some things you learned from that? Cause, uh, realizing one thing that you said, so actually this is my second business. Um, my first business that I wanted to try out was, uh, apparel making and, um, and, and I did that 2014. Uh, I went into it and I wanted to do direct to garment printing. Um, so you can do low volume, but high, high prices, high profit margins and everything. And, um, uh, and failed. And reason being was because, uh, at the time I was, I was chasing kind of a trend and then I was like, oh, well, you know, I have the money to do this and I have the, what you call it, but I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the same desire to do it. You know, I didn't have, there was, there's mm. not an art bone in my body. Right. I can't draw. I can't, I, I can look at something and see if it's right, but like the graphics, um, just everything. I have no artistic mind at all. Um, but I just felt like it was an easy lane. I felt like I can do the work and then I felt like I can do this business and then it fell because literally nobody around me had did apparel work. Um, uh, I was not artistic at all. I, you know, it, it was not, it was not a fit uh, for me. And, um, uh, and then it failed. So just that quick plug on that one. I, I just want to be honest with everybody. It's, it ain't the first venture. Um, but the, and that was all personal too. So going back to your question as far as like with business loans versus personal loans, the, um, uh, all that was personal income or, 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 uh, trying to, pursue a loan or whatever. Um, now on this time with business loans, the thing that they don't tell you is 
they could care less about your, about your personal score. Um, and it's not to highlight anything, uh, but, you know, I was pushing an 800 credit score. I didn't quite get to 800, but I was pushing 800 credit score. Um, again, 19 years of credit history, cards that old, everything, balances low. Uh, I have revolving credit of, you know, astro- uh, six-figure numbers or whatever. Um, and I probably got the worst loan that I have signed in since I was 17 years old on, <laughs> on my uh, first truck and trailer, uh, by far. If, if, if I showed anybody the documents, they would be like, why would you sign those? You know, those are so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And the thing that they don't tell you about businesses, that's, that's your start date. Your, your EIN and your, that is your business start date. So, it, so you, have to, you have to approach it the same exact way. We've all signed a terrible car loan at 18 years old, like it, it compared to what we're able to sign now, you know, so kind of the same difference when you go into business, it might not be the best deal going out the gate. Um, of course, you don't put yourself in any hardships or whatever. So, um, but it was not the best deal going out the gate. Um, the process was very simple, uh, after making a few phone calls about getting pre-approved or whatever. But, uh, I remember the first couple of numbers that came back, I remember calling Q, matter of fact, and then I was like, hey, man, they trying to play me. You know, they they trying to give me these numbers and they think I'm some young dude that don't know the difference and what <laughs> interests me. And uh, and I had a lot of conversations with some close people. And and that's that's the side of business that we don't we don't necessarily talk about is like everybody starts off exactly. When I say everybody, majority. Right. You will have those anomalies that come out the gate. And they just come across something and win big or whatever. But majority of people that want to do something, it's not going to be the best deal going out the game. That goes with real estate. That goes with uh, investing. Like we talk options sometimes. We talk long-term investing. Like it just, it just is what it is. But if you want to start, you got to start. Yeah. And I will actually speak to like when you're talking about, does it look right or not? Like, so again, this is, you're in a, we're in a group chat. And so when, when Marcus has something, you'll be like really quick to do it. And it's like, damn, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, those are, those are it, but you know, and, and I think it's good to talk about like, Hey man, I tried this and it failed. You know, uh, I tried, I think in, when I got out of the military, 2013, 14, mm. we tried to open up a tattoo shop and we're talking about like fireworks of like fire, just spectacular failure. Like it was like, man, it was horrible damn. before you even got off the ground. It just failed. Uh, but again, those things are great because you know, Everyone points this picture mm-hmm. like, hey, man, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be right. Like, man, it's your second. could be your third one. And you're learning these things over here. And you're yep. always thinking your own personal money every time you're doing it. So it's like, you know, um, and that's what I learned, you know, from ours. We were trying to do a tattoo shop. Failed before we got that one. Um, and I have like, you know, I have my own clothing company doing those of what you're talking about. And one thing that's kind of helped me, I've, you know, I've had the same dilemma sometimes where you're looking at doing different things. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, do I even care? And I think that's like, that's a lot of things that we're, we're, we're always looking at right. the money. Like, Hey man, am I going to make a million bucks? What's my ROI? Right. But it, it, sometimes it comes down to like, Hey man, do you yeah. even like, the, do you even like doing this stuff? Do you have a passion? Um, or kind of like what you're saying, do I even know people around me? Because if, if someone's like, dude, man, I can make a lot of money doing trucking. You're like, great. And yeah. You look around and be like, how much do tires cost? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. that, but I'm pretty sure it's expensive. Um, especially when you're just traveling nonstop. I mean, you, if you travel and you, oh, yeah. you start seeing it on the road, I just, so you I know, like, like that dude was not expecting soul, that. I just spent, I just bought two tires yesterday. It was a thousand dollars. Um, 
Uh, and that's without mm. mountain and, you know, the service that came along with it. Plus the truck is down. Uh, so there's a logistics part to it. So the, uh, the driver was sitting there for like four hours waiting to get the tires changed. And it was just a random woke up in the morning and then there was a big split on the side, like it dry rotted or something. So um, it's uh, um man, I was like, dang, he's speaking to my soul. This literally happened. The last repair that I had happened yesterday with some tires. But yeah, <laughs> it, um, uh, man, speak on it. It's it's definitely um, definitely something that you don't want to look at somebody else and just say, hey, uh, I see you're successful. I think you're successful. And that's the other misconception as well. Like, it, uh, you know, how nope. accessible we are as far as with social media. You can portray an image of successful and, and be in the red the entire time. Um, and uh, and mm -hmm. a lot of people look at that and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I see you posting pictures or you're doing stuff. And, like, I know you rich because you do podcasts and stuff, right? And then, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, Got uh, outside. so it can kind of seem that way until people start deep diving into it. So, um, and then another point that you made to go to drive it home. Yeah, a lot of people is the second, third, fourth, you know, business or whatever, until they can find out what they really, what they're really passionate about. Hell, um, there's been so many ideas yeah. and stuff floating around. I think the biggest thing that fell when I was doing the apparel because I had no passion behind it is I never narrowed down on anything. Like I didn't say, Hey, I do this. It was literally mm -hmm. whatever somebody brought me in was like, can you do this? I said, yeah, because I knew I can figure out how to do it. Um, and I did figure out how to do it, but I right. never narrowed anything down. I, I was never known for producing a certain product or, um, doing something really well. It was just like, if you brought me leggings and you wanted something printed on it, I was going to print it. I was going to figure out how to, if you wanted a hat, I was going to, you know, figure it out. And this is mm -hmm. when you're trying to start off business, you know, and that's probably, that's the worst business plan yeah. ever is literally just do everything. And, um, um, outside of that passion side, you know, that was probably the biggest one. Well, you know I me, mean? it's, it's crazy because people literally think that think people think, man, if I can do everything, I can get like some business, right? Like that's what we think about it. Um, but if you're on an e-commerce site, the it's, it's uh, your conversion rate for like to be successful is one to 2%. So if you get a million people to look at your website, about one to 2%, if you're uh -huh. lucky are going to like check out. So, that's the thing about e-commerce sites. So that's why like, you know, you're looking at it and like, cause I looked at my conversion rate, I was like, that's horrible. And then I was, I'm starting to read more books, like understanding the industry. And you're like, man, okay, we got, we got some improvement to make, but we're not that far off. But at the same time frame, again, like you're, you're not seeing, you know, like if you have an apparel company and you're going to your website, you're not seeing how many people have been to your site or how many people mm -hmm. just go to your site and never check out how many people check out right. or put a cart and they never check out. Like, those things are, you know, part of those things that we never talk about, but I can always show you yep. the product highlight and you'd be like, dude, you're killing it. Cause you're just doing this. Like, right. no, nah, I mean, you're not seeing the bills. You're not seeing the credit card statements, you know? And I think that's very important because you get, you know, with social media now, we're always highlighting our successes, but you know, I'm not going to show you my credit card statement and be like, here's a red statement. Or like, you know, sometimes we talk about like, you know, how you are, Hey, you know, red, here's this, what does that mean? Or, you know, you or the, even the crazier part is you have an idea, you spend time working on it, and then you launch regardless mm -hmm. what you're doing, and then what nothing happens. And yeah. you're just like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it, yeah, I think that's crazy, man. I think that's uh, those are things that need to be talked about. But what I do like the idea is that, hey, man, just because you're a W 2 employee doesn't mean yeah. you can't experience the other side of things. 
Um, and, and so now that you have your trucking company, what are some of the things that you're looking at? Like, okay, you're about to retire from the military. If you're doing the 20, is there anything yeah, you're really um, looking at beyond that? I'm hoping to stay in uh, project management or program management. Um, I, I, I have no, and it's the other fallacy, right? Like I have no desire to drive a truck. Like I can drive a truck, uh, just based on, you know, being on military and everything. <laughs> I actually do have my CDL, uh, as well. And, um, uh, but I have no desire to go over the road and, and drive a truck. Um, but I think I would be really good at running that business if, if it did balloon to the point where it needed me there full time, um, because I do have those intangible skills that relate to the business side um, of trucking, because there is a lot of relationships. You're talking about shippers and whatever, but ideally, um, I just want to continue. I guess I want to say I want to continue to keep learning. It's, uh, you know, in the military, um, we say that we're learning every year, uh, but it's kind of like um, the best way to say it, it's almost like a rinse and repeat. Like you can learn something new, but it's it's learning a new version. Like I have my books back here and they talk about leadership. Uh, they talk about mindsets and different ways to think about things. Uh, but it's just different perspectives because you keep trying to learn different perspectives as you get introduced to new people to try to relate to more and more people. But uh, if you're learning leadership, you're learning leadership. If you're learning management, you're learning management. If you're learning money, you're learning money. However you learn it, whoever is saying it, you're still learning the same thing. So uh, my goal was probably going to be something completely different. Um, if I do have program management, because that's an easy uh, transition for me, then so be it. Something comes about. Um, but then I'm also open to learn some sales has been on my mind. So because I, I love talking to people, I'm easy to talk to, you know, whatever. So I thought about sales, depending on what the company is and, you know, what they're trying to do. Um, but because there's a lot of solution companies out there that are intriguing now. So, you know, they go into an environment or a situation and figure out different solutions. And I love my brain spinning like that, looking at a blank space. They're telling me they have a problem and I'm like, OK, let me see how I can help you. You know, whatever, whatever your storage problem, your uh, excess waste problem, your, you know, whatever. Um, and then that kind of dives into the sales, the sales portion of it. So, um my goal would obviously be continue to build business. You know, I, the dream is not to have, you know, a small trucking fleet. It'd be as large as possible, wherever it takes me. Um, but then also open up things around there. So land is in the option because um, I, I love trucking spaces for because that's one of the hurdles, too, that people don't talk about as well in trucking is like, well, where are you going to park this thing when it's not driving? Uh, so, but, but land, I'm in Texas right now. So land is, is, is able to come by, but, uh, just depending on the location, uh, there might be a small maintenance shop that goes along with it. Like it's kind of, um, we're going to see how the next year plays out. So I've been doing trucking for about a year and then, um, uh, in the next year, when I hit 20, that'll be a couple of years. That'll be a good time for me to, to find out what direction, you know, I want to take everything. So, um, but that's also not eliminating a lot of other stuff. Franchising is out there, uh, real estate, you know, whatever that just that multiple streams. Um, cause the construction background, uh, really intrigues me to get into real estate. Uh, so when you're talking your, um, your flips or you're talking, you know, anything that's involved in project management, uh, like I'm pretty good at like that's second nature to me. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of wide open at this point. Like, even my answer is super sporadic for a reason, because, um, 
like there's a, there's options out there and I feel very, and, but that's a blessing to have, right. To feel yeah. like you have options available. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I, I, one of the things that you said, I really want to like touch base on is the idea that you have a skill from another job that's transferable. Right. So I think a lot of people, we don't think about that sometimes like, Hey man, I'm doing this over here. How does it translate over here? Or man, I didn't know doing these things. Right. So, you know, some of my stuff from my IT background has transferred over because I'm able to learn education. I'm able to like teach myself stuff. I'm able to, you know, I mean, those are different skill sets and I'm able to think differently. Um, and, and I can bring that into it. And when it goes to sales, man, a lot of things that people don't talk about sales either is like, you gotta like, there's, it's, there's tried true methods. And one of them that people don't really talk about is scripting. So what that is, is like, and we do it in real estate every week. We, we at least spend one hour, at least minimum of, Okay, let's mm. have a scenario situation. We're going to talk through it. And what happens is someone's going to say, that, "Hey, I don't want this." Okay, cool. You got you in sales. You can't sit there and say like, "No, I'm not doing this." Okay, well, thank you. Have a good day. No, it has to sit there and say like, "No, I don't want to buy a home right now because of this." Cool. Let me solve that problem for you. Cool. What's you got anything else? And they they kind of we just keep on going hammer at people so they can do that. And what you find out is that the more you're understanding what people are saying, the more their objections they're going to have. Um, that that's what it is. But most of the time we're practicing on, we're not, you know, I mean, before we even talk to yeah. people, we're practicing before really the whole good. time of like, what am I going to say to you? What are we going to do this interest rates, et cetera? Hey, I can't find a home. We have plenty of stuff where we actually talk about it. And then we critique ourselves. Okay. Here's this. I would say this probably, Hey man, watch your tone on this one. You know, you okay. You said this one, it, you kind of said that it doesn't sound very safely shifting your voice, you know, there's, no, that's really there's cool. it's like everything, right? There's, yeah, no. there's a whole nother level to it. Um, and you know, when it goes into sales, that's something too, is like, man, it's like being able to talk to people is natural. But when you're sitting there saying, I'm here to, to talk about it, but I know you're going to have this problem. Do I already have the answer or if I'm not even ready for or whatever you're, you're, you know, I can't do this for this. My goal is to just keep, you know, knocking yeah. that down until you sit there and say like, okay, yeah. like, okay, well, that, no, that's all I, I have. Tell, I tell it to and, you all the time. Know, uh, um, even even in my job right now, and and same thing with trucking. Like, there's always yes. Like the answer can all. Anytime we get in a conversation, the answer can always be yes. But what comes with yes? And then is each side willing to you know whatever? Like, um, just like we were talking about loans. Like you can always get a loan. People be like, oh, I'm not approved for a loan. I don't care what your credit score is. You can always get a loan. Now, what comes with when you get that loan? That's a whole different conversation. So the same thing with sales, same thing with real estate, like what you were just saying, there's always yes. Like how we get to yes. And then we may get to a point where we can't, like once you figure out what gets you yes, you're like, oh, that's a boundary or a line that I can't cross. Um, then okay. And then we figured out how to get to yes. The problem is a lot of times people don't want to even figure out how do I get to yes. And I think I think we're losing some things sometimes when, uh, when we go down that route. It's like, hey, no, let's figure out how to get to yes. That may be the line they get crossed, which is cool. Okay, now we know. Um, but a lot of times they just stop it and be like, oh, well, no. Because I don't know what yes is, you know. So, But there's always a yes. Well, I mean, also speaking about what you're saying, like, you know, you talked about earlier, like learning. That That's a lot of things, too. Like, it don't matter if you want to be an investor. It don't matter if you want to be an entrepreneur. It don't matter if you want to be a business owner. It don't matter if you want to start your own service side business or whatever it is. Like, you know, if you listen to Robert Kiyosaki for his, like, his quadrants, right? Like those four quadrants. At any point, though, no matter what, you know, you, you need to keep learning. And I think once you keep learning nonstop, once you start having mm -hmm. this idea of like a thirst for knowledge, 
man, like you start learning about money. Okay, cool. Learn a little bit about money. And again, maybe you don't start your own business, but you can still invest. You could, you could go index funds, mutual funds. Uh, I mean, you go into dividend stocks, you can go to, like, there's mm-hmm. so many different things within this little realm you could do. And when it comes to real estate, again, there's, there's land. I know people that are, that have construction backgrounds, what they'll do is they'll buy land. They'll actually put like different things on it, like a pad or some kind of thing on it because they have a construction background or mm-hmm. they have that company and they yep. resell that land. They almost flip land yeah, in man. a sense. Um, same things for, you know, like investors, like some people will buy and hold, like they'll buy a house for like 20 grand, fix it up and then buy and hold it. Some will flip it. You know, there, there's, there's always a different thing. And what I love about things is like, there's not one way to win. And if you talk to 10 different people, there's mm-hmm. 10 different ways that they found a way to succeed. And I think that's the goal that we're going for. Hopefully, I think everyone's kind of noticing like, hey, man, like I can try to be this guy who's, you know, doing all this stuff. But that's his that's his goal. That's his life. That's his passion. And that's why he's killing it. I'm over here sucking at it because I, I'm just following, yeah. like you said earlier, I'm just following the latest trend. And, you know, I, I think like what's what's amazing about people is like, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of like the blue ocean theory? Like, you know, when you niche down, you have like the blue ocean. So it comes down like in business where it, if you have this idea, like kind of like what you're saying. So like for right. me, like my clothing is for veterans. Well, so if you start going down to it, it's just strictly just for this portion. We're, we're only right, advertising right. to one type of demographic. But once you niche down so much, there's the the whole ocean's open for you because there's just so mm-hmm. much possibilities because you're just in one little area. And I think that's possible for a lot of people, you know, like kind of like we were saying, you know, Hey man, I tried this. I tried the latest trend, but it's like, honestly, man, if you just stick to one thing, be the best you can be at that one thing, you'll be amazed. And so that's kind of changed my perspective a little bit where I was looking at like seven different streams of income. And now I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Clothing companies is my number one priority in life. Um, because I have, uh, I've been doing investing for stocks for a while. We're going to stocks. And then because I'm in real estate, I don't have to put right. as much effort in real estate because I do that every day. Yeah. So those are my three things. And I'm a hundred percent focused on that. If someone's like, Hey man, right, how about a right, business? Right. And that's the, that's the, uh, the fallacy of uh, multi-stream income is that it, the intent is to be vastly different fields. And that's not, that's not the case at all. So the, uh, same thing like I mentioned with trucking. So I'm looking at multiple streams of income, but within trucking. So I thought about writing a book. So the, um, uh, the smaller, the hardest thing for me was consolidating, excuse me, all of the information that's online, right? So like trucking, everything's online. Everything's always online. It's just about knowing what questions you, that you have to ask and then where to get the information. But it's not consolidated in the one, you know, thing. Now they do make books and they'll say, hey, how to start a trucking business or whatever. But that's just one perspective of a situation. And it's such a brushstroke. So um i thought about doing a book where terminology initial cost range you know whatever literally the stuff that i'm going through right now i would just write it down um mm-hmm. i talked about training so there's dispatching us in there or whatever so multiple lanes but within my my current lane you know so the uh the idea isn't yeah. to um hey i am going to go back into apparel because i'm making money with trucking right that's just two different lanes and like and you right. need different equipment your energy your your focus is split and everything so um you can definitely do multiple streams uh just like you said q is q is out doing some video work right now you know but it's within his lane he's not he's not saying hey i'm gonna do video work for uh 
I don't know, whoever, like just, just random. No, it's within his, within the fitness lane. So it's, uh, but it, but it begets multiple streams of income. Right. So, um, I, I, I just harping on your point there, which he was just making. Like I said, I think that's something that we, we always got to talk about. Cause every time someone's like, Hey, I have multiple streams of income. Somebody's like, do you got like, a are you like hustling cotton candies? Are you doing vending machines? Are you doing it? Like, cause there are people like that, right? Like they, they are hustling so many different avenues but if you talk to people and sit there and saying like hey i'm doing trucking okay cool and then like you mentioned i want to write a book and people are like well like that like actually you go to fiverr you know what i mean or go to upwork you can mm -hmm. hire a publisher you can hire a ghostwriter you can hire these people to do it for you and you just talk and then now you have a book right and people are like well that could be difficult you write do an ebook and you don't even need to pub like you don't even need to go through anyone you can self-publish i mean there's so many different ways of doing like ways where again like you're saying you're sticking to your lane now, one thing that I like about some of those things is sometimes you can sit there and say like, hey, I want to write a book and you're like, but I don't have time to write, man. Mm -hmm. Some of those times you just outsource that stuff and that still keeps your, your, what you want right. to do. And you're still staying in your lane, the hundred percent, because, you know, you know, unless you have a degree in like that, or you love writing, which is, is another thing I think we could talk about where if you love to do something, you can combine both your passions if it works. Um, now, when we're going to this stuff, right, and you're you're talking about these things, and and you've had this experience, what are some of the top things you you think that man, like you wish you would have known ahead of time, or that you knew, and you're like, man, I, if I could talk to anyone about starting a business, these are some um, of the top things I would say. I'm gonna start it off with uh, um, I wish because this one hurt me the most was I wish, and this is it's on subject. I'm sorry, it's on subject, but it's not the answer I think. Uh, when people want to hear, like, how do you submit for EIN or how to whatever, right? Um, was I wish somebody would have prepared me for uh, the people that you're going to lose when you start business. And um, and it's be some of the people that's closest to you. Because the first thing you do when you do something new, that's just like with anything else. Uh, so I was in the sports when I was younger. And, you know, I did good in sports. So I'd want to call, you know, whoever my dad and be like, Hey dad, you know, I scored these many points in the game or whatever. And they'd be happy for you. Cause you know, you scored that many points in the game. Um, but when you get into business, uh, what I've seen, and this is the trend now, I've only had two, right. Um, but both times was exactly the same was, uh, everybody you're like, man, I'm thinking about this. They're like, Oh, that's cool. You know, I'd buy your shirt, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. I'm gonna go back to the thing. I'll buy your shirt. You know, it's man, it's, it's, it's all good. And then, uh, you'd be like, Oh, well, and you go through the phases, right? Like you're talking about it, you're talking about, and then you start buying equipment or you start, you know, you, you apply for your EIN or you, uh, build a website or you do your design or whatever. Right. And then the people are like, Oh, and then the comments start changing. Oh, are you sure? Like, is this something you really feel like you got time for, or, you know, you're not going to overwhelm yourself or whatever. And then you actually started. Then it's, oh man, you know, I ain't that, ain't, you know, that ain't really my style. Or again, I'm still sticking on the lane of apparel. I really on my style, whatever. Um, Hey, you know, you should really do this better, or you should have done, you should have done that. I don't like this. Oh uh, yeah. I think you're just overwhelming yourself right now. Um, you know, just, just everything in general, right. The negative comments, it's just a, it's just a roller coaster. Um, but my number one thing by far, because there were some people that was really close to me that I was like, you know, I wanted to call immediately. I bought my truck like this is happening or whatever. And I mean, um, uh, just tough, you know, to not get the response that you would think you want, whether or not it was from family or from close, close friends was, um, 
that was probably the most difficult thing for me because I felt like I was doing it for the right reasons. Even with me starting trucking, um, like again, it had a lot of family to do up in there as well. And, um, it, what the money wasn't the in, in, in intentional side. Like I didn't think the first month I was going to be able to just mm. quit everything and we was going to all ball out or whatever. Right. Um, it was just, it was a passion right. and something I wanted to do and, and something I wanted to get introduced to. So I did it. Um, but some of the responses and stuff I got from people that was really close to me was just, you know, that's, it, it hurt, man. I ain't gonna lie. You know, it hurt. Um, uh, cause you're like, you're trying to do yeah. better. You're trying to do, you know, and then some of the people too, you want to give praise to, cause you felt like they set you up to have this mindset to go in this direction. So you're giving them their flowers. Uh, but then in the same respect, they're reciprocating with negativity or whatever. So, um, it makes it difficult, man. Yeah. It makes it difficult. It does. You know, what's crazy is like that, that shit, man, that's, that's the realest shit in the world right there. Like you'll be telling people, but it's like people that are not doing shit, man, they hate, but people that are doing either what you're doing or doing better than you, they never, never whatsoever. They're like, man, good. They have no clue what you're doing or anything, but they just Uh, know that you're doing something and they're like, yo, that's, that's fire. You know, whatever. That's fire. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've, I've, you know, uh, Marcus and I mentioned numerous times with Nick when he was like, Hey, we're doing, I'm doing crypto money. It was man. Amazing. No at all. Don't care. Do not want to do it. Don't want to step into it. Um, you know, even what you're doing, I'm like, man, that's man. Bravo, man. It's smart. I don't want to touch that shit. And I think that's what we kind of like, we, we kind of forget, man. Sometimes the strangers, they're always like, man, they're your biggest cheerleader, but the people that are closest to you and it, I've always said that to a lot of people, man, like a lot of times we hold up a mirror to other people where, you know, we hold up that mirror. And so they're seeing themselves and they don't like that shit. And they're going to get angry when you're doing something they're not doing. They're, they're not happy that they're not doing that, especially when you're giving some of those flowers, like, Hey man, thank you so much. You gave me this idea. And I did this, this and that one. They're mad because they're like, that was it's like almost mm-hmm. like you stole their idea. They kind of feel that way. Like, well, if you could do it, if I could get you to do it, why can't I do it? But they'll never say that. And so they're saying, you know what? I'm it not waking up at this time. I'm not doing these and things. You can go back to, to, to fitness. Yeah. You know, right? Like, there's no magic secret on what it what it takes to, to get to where you want to go, right? Um, but it's just a different mindset. It's just a completely different mindset. It's a completely different passion. And that's why you have to have a passion behind it. You know, I get phone calls at 2 o'clock. If the truck is running, if the truck is rolling, I could get a phone call. And it might be an hour phone call. It might be a four hour phone call. It might be at one in the morning. It might be at 12 <laughs> in the afternoon, whatever. Um, because you're moving, you know, commodities, you know, a million dollar plus inventory that you're moving and you're responsible for till you drop it off. Uh, so, um, and there's a, and there's moving part. It's a vehicle. So it's moving parts, you know, anything, a tire could blow out, whatever. And then logistics and the next load, et cetera. So if you don't have a passion behind it, like you don't want to stay on the phone for an hour, just as they're getting the record to come by to, to pull out. Or if you have a blown tire, you got to call roadside or whatever. And you're like, Oh, I can't do these two, two in the morning phone calls or whatever. Then it's not for you, you know? And the same thing, easiest example for me is fitness. Easiest example is uh, because you make time for what you want to make time for. Everybody's like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do it. Okay. What did you have time to do today? You know? And then, and then when you start really breaking it down, you're like, Oh, you had time to do this, but you didn't have time to do this. That means you ain't really want to do it. then. You know? So 
Uh, and my easy one, I always reference people when they be like, how do you have time to do this? Because uh, I still get up, go to the gym in the morning, regardless if I get a two o'clock in the morning phone call or or not. Uh, I have bedtime. I get up. I go to the gym, you know, whatever. Oh, man, how do you have W-2? How do you have business? And you still make time for the gym? And I'm like, yeah, because because I make time for the gym. You know, it might be some other thing. Like, I'm not right. caught up on all the TV shows and stuff. Uh, people be asking me, like, hey, man, you ain't watched this yet? Yeah. This movie came out like a month ago or whatever. I'm like, nah, you know, I came home. I was tired. I took me a little cat nap, you know? And then, <laughs> and then I get up, and then... I'm probably doing something else with the truck. Like I'm looking at the load board, trying to find the next load. Uh, maybe it's something with the website. Maybe it's something with purchases. Something. Maybe it's something maintenance things or whatever. Um, but but when I tell you, when you find that thing though, that you're passing it behind, like it don't even it don't even. Fit. When I'm looking up stuff for the truck, oh man, I, I I just you know I get a phone call and stuff like, hey, what's happening? You know, blah blah blah, because. Now I'm learning something new, you know. Sometimes it's some BS, but then I'm learning every time. Every time it's a phone call, every time it's a low, I got to talk to a new broker, I got to talk to whatever. Like, I'm learning, man. It's like I'm rejuvenated as far as uh, doing something different, too. Hmm. Well, shit, man. Thanks, man. As we wrap this up, man, what I would like to ask you, um, again, you talked about a lot of things. I like I like the idea that it went from like, hey, I'm W2, and it, a lot of it is mindset, man. You'd be surprised if you can just put yourself in a different space, put yourself with a different circle. You know, it don't matter if you're working at Target. You can find some way if you need to save enough money. You can be an investor. You can have your own business. You can do different things. It, it's not... That's not the one where you got to go into debt a million dollars. You don't have to just quit your job. You can still do things. But, you know, one thing to, to highlight what you said is you're going to be tired, though. You know, like Marcus said, like a couple episodes ago, you might get four or five hours of sleep for the next couple of years. And if you're OK with that, if you're willing to take that responsibility, knowing that you still got to work out in the morning, knowing you still got to do your duties, whatever. Hey, man, you're good. Um, so as a last thing, man, if you can, can you give us a couple top books? Not maybe, I would say five, but if you got any top books, either maybe some yeah. on leadership, maybe on some mindset and maybe some things on, on money, some of the things that help put you in a yeah, different perspective yeah, no doubt. To, to um, where you're at today. I really wasn't even ready, but the, the one for sure that I always imagine could think big, uh, I, I absolutely love that book. I think it takes into perspective. Um, uh, how do I say that you're. Your dreams are only based on what you think your current ceiling is, right? So, and and even when we talk about cars, mm. I'll keep it as short as possible. When we talk about cars, people are like, oh, my dream car is the Hellcat Dodge Charger. And that's because you don't ever think you'll make enough money to get the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini is your, your dream car, but you don't ever mm. think you're going to make it up. So you say my Hellcat is. So, but Magic of Thinking Big was really good for me. I think mindset books are, are uh, and the other one, I'm sorry, is, let me just double check. Um, positive Thinking. Give a third one, Who Moved My Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese changed my life. It is the shortest read. It is a yeah. ph phenomenal story. It's an older book, but a phenomenal story about how to embrace change and what happens with change. Because literally every day change happens. But how are you when change happens, regardless of how long you've been going through a situation? Like, how do you adapt to change? And, um, uh, you know, you talk about business. How do you how do you adapt to the market fluctuating in real estate? How do you adapt to uh, changing prices and gas prices? Like how how you know or how, 
change is big. Um, but mindset, those would be three. Who moved my cheese, magic of thinking big, and the power of positive thinking um, would be the three. Because mindsets is, I think to me, that is the biggest one. Is You know, even when I had, I go back to the comment I made mm-hmm. where, I, where we blew the tire. So the tire is blown, got to get to the shop, you know, whatever. My mindset the whole time was, Okay, now I'm gonna know how much this is gonna cost, how long it's gonna take, um, how fast we can get back on the road, how mm-hmm. much is this gonna put us behind, whatever, whatever. You're gonna blow a tire, you know, right? You're driving truck, you're going, it's gonna happen. My mindset the entire time is positive. I'm like, yo, I'm learning so much. And people be like, yo, how you spend a thousand dollars and you happy about that? I'm like, man, I learned so much yesterday on how does it work? Like, how fast can you drive the truck if you have a blown tire? Do you just have to pull over on the side of the road? And that's not, you don't. If it's outside tire, you don't. You control it to the next uh, service station and save yourself a few thousand dollars on the tow bill or them changing it on the side of the road. So uh, I learned so much in that aspect, but I think that had to do with mindsets. Shit. Well, thanks, man. Thank you for coming on. And again, man, thank you for talking about the idea of a W-2. I'm glad we went from, hey, just a W-2 to actually, man, evolve the conversation of mindset. So I'm glad it, it evolved down to something a little bit more different. And man, thank you for coming on. And and uh, we'll definitely, hopefully, when no Marcus doubt, gets back no in doubt. town, we can all sit down and talk. Man, let and me chew know. it up and chop Appreciate it up and stuff it. like that. All right, brother.